0: So, when you work with clients, what's one of the biggest things that you focus on that people would kind of be surprised to learn?
1: Uh, I would say mindset, actually. Yeah. Because I think um, just like the amount of information on the internet when it comes to healing, a lot of it's focused on diet. Mm. A lot of it's focused on like what supplement to take, what foods to avoid of your diet, which um, is helpful to some extent. But then a lot of times people kind of go down that rabbit hole of like, okay, you have to avoid like this, this, and this food. And then they unfortunately end up not being able to eat anything because they think that, you know, diet is the one way to heal their eczema, which some people actually do really well, right? They change their diet and then instantly their eczema heals. Mm-hmm. But I've seen people who kind of get stuck after doing those things and they can't seem to get past the, um, the flares. And then, by looking deeper into like the mindset and the stress, I often find that sometimes that is a a big barrier to their healing Mm -hmm. and they, for example, like haven't trusted themselves in the actual healing process and just finding it really challenging as they're going through this journey alone. So definitely like the mindset piece is kind of what I focus on first, to be honest, with my clients before I even recommend like, you know, here's this food that's good for your gut or like this supplement to take. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise those things are, are kind of surface level, right? They will help you get like relief right, for, in terms of your symptoms, but it's not the end all be all.
0: You're listening to the fix your gut podcast, a podcast that empowers you to understand why you have gut issues and what to do about it. After over 20 years of suffering with IBS, migraines, and chronic fatigue, I decided to take matters into my own hands and I became a nutritionist so I could not only heal myself but heal others that were struggling like me. Odds are you're here because you're stuck. Your doctor couldn't help and you've already tried cutting out foods and probiotics. So now what? You don't have to suffer anymore. You can heal your gut. We're going to go beyond diet and supplements to empower you with the knowledge you need to achieve deep, lasting healing, and finally enjoy food again and get your life back. Okay, so thank you, Julia, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for
1: the invitation. I'm so excited to chat.
0: Yeah, so your focus is on eczema. Maybe you can uh, start by, you know, sharing with us what you see a lot of with your clients.
1: Yeah, so um, there's a lot of a lot of my clients deal with flare-ups, specifically eczema. That's the usually the the clients that I see. Um, and so, with these kind of clients, a lot of them have come to me because they've kind of been exhausted from the medical intervention mm-hmm. when it comes to their skin. So they've been prescribed a lot of medications and steroids, and so they don't usually work after a period of time for a lot of them. So they. Mm-hmm choose to go on a more natural healing route. And then that's where I kind of take on clients who are on their natural healing journey, but also clients who are still on medications, which is totally fine. And they kind of want to start their healing journey um, using like the, the gut approach, gut healing approach. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: I see a lot of clients like that too. It's kind of a, a mix. A lot of them are kind of disillusioned by the medical system and what they have to offer. Unfortunately, with a lot of chronic issues um including eczema and skin conditions there's only so much that the the medical system can offer so it's kind of best to do like a a holistic but combined approach yeah nothing wrong with some medication here and there but looking at you know diet and lifestyle and stuff too makes a huge difference when it comes to dieters there are specific things that can trigger flares for people with eczema
1: for sure so kind of like the typical things that would trigger like gut symptoms. If you eat like processed foods, um, sugar is a big one for a lot of people with Mm. eczema. They'll notice if they eat processed sugar, like refined carbs and candies and sweets, even, even like sometimes bread for some people, they, they tend to react, um, from like those starchier types of foods. Um, and then, uh, I've seen clients who get reactions from eating spicy food Mm. which is surprising. A lot of people don't don't notice that um, spicy food can trigger them. So um, that is also very common too. So more of the processed food, sugar, and then spicy food is, I I see pretty often as well.
0: Okay. Interesting. Would you say that, do you think part of the reason for that is um, the way that it's triggering kind of like a gut inflammation, which is showing up in the skin?
1: Yeah, exactly. There's a huge like gut skin connection. So sometimes the foods that you eat it does trigger inflammation in the gut, depending on the person, right? Everyone's sensitivity is very different. And then Mm -hmm. that can manifest on the skin as eczema or even other skin conditions too, like psoriasis and Mm -hmm. acne, for example. Right. But for eczema, it definitely can be it.
0: Yeah. And I was researching a little bit and I mean, I've worked with people with eczema. I've dealt with eczema myself, and I know for sure that there was some sort of role of the immune system. But I was trying to learn more about it, and there definitely seems to be this connection where anyone who has, especially if you have a pre-existing immune system imbalance, whether that's like allergies, seasonal allergies, food allergies, um, and/or autoimmune conditions, um, you're going to more be more likely to have skin conditions like eczema.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and allergies too. If you have um, a history of asthma, um, then usually you're more prone to eczema because they're all kind of linked together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess part of that too. is kind of
0: like the the histamine and the cytokines, like the in- inflammatory immune molecules, basically that are kind of triggering
1: inflammation
0: everywhere in the body, and then especially the skin too.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you notice with your clients, um, like.
0: I would say like dietary changes that you recommend for a client.
1: Yeah. So each person is, is very different, but I usually say, you know, when you are looking to heal your skin, it's really about eating whole foods and eating the foods that feels right to you. I think um, what we're told, like what we're told in, in in, on social media is like, Oh, we got to avoid dairy. You got to avoid this and that. And I've seen, I don't know if you've heard about salicylate diets, and histamine diets (laughs) which can be helpful but it's very very restrictive Mm -hmm. and oftentimes I have people who come to me and they've done those things and they end up developing food fear and food anxiety because they just think that if they eat those foods they're going to flare right and so when I work with my clients I I really try to work through those things and, and help them actually add foods back because like broccoli and leafy greens are so good for your gut, yeah. right? And so, if you don't actually react to them, then I don't see a reason to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Unless you do get itchy or you do flare up, then it's like it's not really the food that's causing the issue. There's some kind of gut issue going on yeah. that needs to be addressed, yeah. right? And I think um, that's like how we usually approach healing with that, and then mm-hmm. we'll slowly be able to add back whole foods and focus on the foods that are healing rather than taking away something and making it more challenging to add back. Right.
0: Yes, exactly. Like those diets are, like you said, they're very restrictive and they do make people fear food and that just kind of perpetuates their issues because the more stressed you are and worried and anxious all the time, that's going to perpetuate your, your skin issues or other chronic issues Um, just being in that stress state. Right. And also with those diets too, they're very much um, like any other diet. It's very like one size fits all, but everyone's body and the way that they react to certain foods is very unique. And a lot of that does have to do with, I mean, genetics for sure, but the microbiome and, and the way in which we digest our foods. So some people, you know, might not have enough stomach acid or bile yeah. and have a hard time with certain foods, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a sensitivity or an issue. It's more just like, let's optimize your digestion so that you can break these foods down better.
1: Exactly. Cause yeah. then if their digestion isn't working as optimally, then, um, the foods that you're eating is like technically leaking through your gut and then possibly causing these eczema flare ups versus mm-hmm. if you worked on the foundations and healing the gut. Then, when you eat these foods, te- like technically, you shouldn't be having um, these reactions, unless it's, of course, like an allergy, then that's different, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah sure. so leaky gut is super common, I think, with anyone who has any kind of chronic illness,
0: whether that's a skin condition or uh, chronic gut issues. Um, so that can be caused by many things, including medications, but also just having that um, bacterial imbalance in the gut that's causing a lot of inflammation and then allowing those food particles to leak into the bloodstream where they're not supposed to be. And then the body's kind of mounting that immune response. Um, so whether that develops in a, into a full-blown allergy or sensitivity or just more of an inflammation reaction depends on the situation, but. Again, like you said, the, the more we work on healing the gut and optimizing digestion, the more you'll be able to eat, be able to tolerate a lot more foods for sure. Uh, and with regards to that histamine, I think it's important that people know, um, like any of these diets, it's not necessary to stay on them long-term and they're not designed to be used long-term, but rather designed to be used when you're working with a practitioner and looking at the root causes, right? Because a lot of the histamine issues, um, especially with gut bacteria, um, people just don't have this enzyme that breaks down histamine and then the histamine builds up in the body. So that a food that wouldn't ordinarily cause problems because you already have so much histamine lingering in there, that little bit of extra from that food is going to tip the bucket over, you know, overfill the bucket, so to speak.
1: (laughs) exactly so so supplementing with i think you're talking about dao right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah to help break down break down the histamine of the body for sure yeah Yeah. and then using the diet as like symptom relief as you're Mm -hmm. trying to heal that and eventually like adding those things back yeah i think it's
0: important for especially women to understand too that we're not going to dive into too much on this, but just knowing that hormones do impact um, skin and um, any kind of allergic response. So anything like eczema, where we know there's an immune component, um, a lot of women find that you know premenstrually, even um, things that are related to inflammation and allergies kind of flare up, including eczema. So and that's related to those hormone changes that yeah. happen. So the more we can kind of balance hormones, which would need to be done with a practitioner, um, the better or the less you'll have reactions at that phase in your cycle kind of thing.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause I actually see that so commonly too, where it's exactly one week before they have their um, period is they start to f- like people's skin start to flare up. And that's when your estrogen is the, is higher, right. Mm-hmm. Um, before your period. And then estrogen can, can be linked to more inflammation and more flare ups and, and histamines and itching too. So Um, definitely balancing that the hormones with someone can eventually help with preventing those flares from happening Mm -hmm. it's actually a good sign like when you see yourself like anyone who's listening if you see yourself flaring before a period it's actually a great sign because that means that you know there's work to be done in terms of balancing hormones and there's Mm -hmm. um there's uh, there's potential for that to heal right
0: yeah for sure and um a lot of women it seems especially anyone that's you know burnt out like most of us um stress seems to um trigger this uh, hormone imbalance called estrogen dominance where you know progesterone is very low relative to estrogen and progesterone is kind of our anti-anxiety anti-inflammatory kind of hormone so if that isn't there and we have mostly the act or the effect of the estrogen which is more naturally inflammatory mm-hmm. we don't have that balancing of the the anti-inflammatory progesterone so Working with someone to kind of balance those out is really key.
1: Recently, well, over the last two years, we've been in COVID and I had a lot of clients who actually um, caught COVID and their eczema actually flared, mm. which makes sense because their immune system is kind of all over the place when they're mm-hmm. sick from, from COVID. Um, so I've noticed a lot of that with my clients getting flare-ups when they when they get COVID specifically because their immune system is just hyperactive, right?
0: Yeah, I have noticed um, with clients too. Yeah, especially people that did get that um having more skin conditions um but also any type of like if they had an existing autoimmune condition or a gut condition like everything just kind of flaring up in general uh including mental health too which i mean there's many reasons for that but (laughs) we won't dive into all that in this podcast yeah and what kind of mindset traps do people get most stuck in or come back basically from healing
1: I think a big part of that is um, like relying too much on diet and supplements. I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. So then when they don't see changes in their diet and supplements, they worry and, and kind of wonder oh, like, is it possible to heal? Because um, uh, we're kind of told on the internet, and social media, and Google and YouTube it's like, okay, you got to change your diet to heal your eczema. So people kind of already assume that, you know, if I change these things, I should right. heal right? Yeah. Like if I take a supplement, a probiotic, I should heal. Right. Yeah. But it's like, it's not that easy if it was, and like, none of us would have like gut symptoms exactly. and eczema. Right. <laughs> um, so it's looking a lot deeper and figuring out, you know, um, what else could be causing your eczema to flare up? Is it like, um, the connection with your, your mind body, like mind body connection, like mm-hmm. how you speak to yourself. And, um, cause that's like the deeper level, the emotional things that a lot of people don't really realize it can affect your yeah. skin, right?
0: For yeah. sure. Yeah. And th- there is so much science on the power of the, the mind-body connection and the ability for the mind to help heal in many illnesses, including like cancer, infections, all kinds of stuff. Um, but I think one of the biggest things, like you were saying, when people kind of fixate on these things based on the research they've done, um they feel overwhelmed at first of like, Oh my God, I have to do all these things. It's like, or change my diet so drastically, but they also feel very discouraged when those things aren't working or maybe they help a bit, but then they have another flare. Right. So they kind of get this sense of like blaming themselves almost for the flares when they feel like they're doing everything they should be doing. So they're like, Oh, what am I doing wrong?
1: That's exactly. And I had yeah. those same feelings too, in my journey where it's like, Oh, okay. I did the cleanses, you know, I did the detoxes, but you're not supposed to do when you're like trying to heal. Cause it just makes things harder. Um, and it was like, why am I not healing? And then it's realizing that I was too focused on that mm-hmm. and not thinking about the other things. Like, like I never really focused on my mindset years ago. It's more like recently where I noticed like a big difference for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a big part of that too, is
0: like a lot of mindset, um, stuff goes into burnout. So most people are at least to some degree burnt out right now. And we know that burnout um, is linked to like skin issues and immune system dysregulation. And part of the reason people get burnt out is this mindset of like, you know, I, I have to be productive, I have to get this done before I allow myself to relax and do you know enjoyable things and self-care but really it's that switching that mindset is the only thing that's going to allow you to start prioritizing your own needs and like listen to your body
1: yeah exactly and and then to add on to that too is sometimes you got to slow down to really speed up right yeah and then you don't want to get to a point where you burn out because it's like I don't know if you've been through burnout I've been through burnout it's not it's (laughs) like the flare up related to burnout is way worse. Like I had mm-hmm. to, t- it took me months for it to recover and you just don't want to get to that point. Right. It's good to like start preventing it early. Cause then you don't want to burn out and then take forever to heal. Cause it's yeah, just exactly. much harder, right. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the factors with that is like,
0: if people are familiar with cortisol, I mean, we think cortisol is negative. That's a stress hormone, but it's actually plays kind of a like an immune modulating and like inflammation dampening response in the body. And so when we're burnt out and our adrenals can't pump out, you know, a regular amount of cortisol to keep that inflammation under control, that's when we get more things like eczema flare ups and allergies and different things like that. So it's like that natural anti-inflammatory process of the body is
1: hindered. Yeah. It has to be balanced, right? Otherwise Mm -hmm. things kind of get crazy for sure. Yeah. And
0: that's why I think it takes so long for people sometimes to heal flares. Cause it's, if that's one of the pieces of the puzzle, it takes quite a while for your body to recover from burnout and restore your, you know, optimal adrenal and immune system function. And especially if you're stuck in that mindset of like, no, I, I don't care how I feel. I have to keep going. Like I have to show up in my job. I have to mm. you know achieve these goals. Or if you're like a caregiver, I have to always be there and be giving to people but really, like you can only be a good employee or caregiver or whatever when you take care of yourself.
1: I think that's a challenge too, because yeah. I have clients where they're really busy moms, moms, and they can't have t- they don't have time to like, like practice self care. And I think that's the challenge for a lot of people to mm-hmm. to to like take care of themselves, but also take care of their family. I don't know if you found kind of something that helps your clients, but yeah, I've noticed that too, where it's like they struggle with finding time for themselves.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've definitely noticed that. Um, I don't work with a ton of moms, but when I do, that's a big um, barrier for them to to really, like they want to do all the things that I've, ask them to do. And I try to keep it simple. So it's doable. Yeah.
1: But um,
0: yeah, like you said, they're just so busy. And they have so many responsibilities, especially if they're also working, um, where they have a hard time fitting stuff in. So a lot of them have told me that they found, for example, if they want to do like meditation or a workout or something, they find the easiest way is to get up a little bit early before everyone else gets up and then do their little me time then, but I guess depends on what everyone's schedule is like. It's different for everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Finding yeah. that like few minutes in the day to just do anything can help. Right. Like a mm-hmm. one minute meditation is like can help. Right. You yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. These things
0: are like clinically prudent. People think of meditation and breath work and stuff as kind of woo woo. And I guess it is if you're not familiar with it, but yeah. there's clinical like research showing that it actually like modulates your stress response, and your nervous system, your immune system, like so all the factors that
1: impact our skin health.
0: Yes. So it is helpful for sure.
1: Yeah, and I've seen clients who like meditate, and they've noticed like a difference the next day, which is crazy. Wow, like, how much of an impact? Then it tells me, okay, like you know um, that they were stressed out and they needed to, mm-hmm. to relax, and then it directly impacts their skin, right? So, yeah, I always say
0: really. too, as like a general rule, like basically in our society we our program to to do, as we were saying, like just keep being more productive and ignore our body's needs. But when that happens, your body is going to give you a sign to make you pay attention, right? So for some people that might be like fatigue or headaches or migraines or aches and pains, and for some people that might be eczema, and usually the more you keep ignoring it, the louder these signs get. And some people even end up in the hospital because they're just ignoring these signs that their body is telling you, like, you need to slow down and take care of yourself.
1: They're not flaring up, but then they're on the verge to, because of overworking mm-hmm. and then, um, overworking and and causing that burnout right yeah and it's like catching yourself before it happens which is hard for some people right because they're like oh like my skin is fine so I'll be okay but it's like Mm -hmm. oh like you gotta catch it now (laughs) right exactly before before it gets to that point
0: yeah and that's where I think the more that longer that people are on their journey and the more in tune they become with their body and mind they start it's easier to start noticing those little signs before it becomes a full-blown flare that you can catch it early right and that's when it's easier to kind of reverse it rather than have it become a full-blown flare and then try to heal it
1: exactly it comes down to their symptoms so usually um, for my clients we do like a full body clinical assessment of everything so their diet their symptoms from gut to like hormonal symptoms like flare-ups before their period and then we 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 dive into um, what potential supplements are helpful. So because there's a huge connection between the gut and the skin, usually a lot of my clients do have gut issues, whether it's gut dysbiosis, gut dysfunction, which is when they can't digest foods very well. Um, and just like a typ- uh, typical uh, microbiome imbalance, then mm. we, we want to look deeper to figure out like, what can we do to optimize digestive function, whether it's, you know, taking digestive bitters to help, naturally stimulate your body's process in digesting foods or tempor- temporarily um take a very comprehensive digestive enzyme for example to uh, while they are in the process of um healing themselves there um and then we have other clients who uh need support in their liver so the liver is a really important organ to help detoxify from medications, drugs, like the daily toxins we're exposed to. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people with eczema, they have troubles detoxifying, which ends up manifesting on their skin. So Mm -hmm. figuring out um, what are the symptoms related to an overworked liver, and then looking into diet to see what can help to help support the liver for nutrition. And then any supplements, for example, like B vitamins or amino acids can be helpful in that. So I awesome. kind of a long yeah. answer, but it like depends on the person. Yeah, for
0: sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I do a lot of liver support with my clients too. Um, as livers was so important for digestion and, you know, producing the bile that goes in our gallbladder, especially to help with fats. Um, and I find that a lot of people, yeah, they do have kind of this liver stagnation, whether or not it would actually show up on a test or, uh, imaging. Um, it's kind of like a subclinical, like poor functioning of the liver. And like you said, we're just so overburdened in our in our environment with chemicals coming from like pesticides and herbicides on our food, um, bath and body products, and, you know, air fresheners, just so many things. So our body, you know, some people argue that our body naturally detoxifies on its own. And yes, it's built to do that, but our body wasn't built to handle the chemicals that we are exposed to in our modern world. So it does need some extra
1: help. Exactly. Especially yeah. now versus like thousands of years ago, we're just like more exposed mm-hmm. um, to these things. And then if you have an autoimmune condition, um, or just like any kind of inflammatory condition, your body already naturally struggles with getting rid of toxins. Right. So yeah. it's like for a normal, healthy person, you probably don't need to support your liver with like supplements and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can just generally eat well, but for someone like with eczema, for example, you just you need a little extra love and extra yeah. support, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think um,
0: especially when it comes to um, fat digestion and absorption, it's really common for people to have issues with that, uh, especially if they've had gallstones or had their gallbladder removed. Mm, and yeah. um, fats are so important for healthy skin, like especially omega threes.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. I've seen I've seen some clients who have troubles digesting fats, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And they actually have, I don't know if you've seen that, but like in their stool too, when you don't digest fats, well, you can end up seeing fat particles in your stool Mm -hmm. um, amongst other, other symptoms too. Like sometimes my clients will tell me when they eat a high fat meal, for example, um, and they just don't feel well after they just feel like bloated and sick. Yeah. um, That can also be a symptom as well. And then just working on the digestion, digestion can help. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: especially they have a high fat meal. And then, yeah, the next stool is, you know, looks like oily in the toilet bowl and or is sticking to the toilet bowl. That's definitely a good sign that there's fat malabsorption. absorption. Um, and yeah, just feeling generally unwell after a high fat meal. But I think it's important that people recognize the importance of fat. Um, I mean, it serves many purposes in the body, but including for our skin, um, because the old science from the 80s, people started fearing fat. Um, that thought that fat would make you gain weight, for example. So a lot of women yeah. um, that are worried about their weight um, are worried to eat fat. But in fact, it actually can assist in in achieving and maintaining a healthy body weight if that's your goal, because it actually shuts off hunger hormones.
1: Yeah, yeah. Same thing with with the skin too. There's been a lot of talk in the community where it's like, oh, you have to avoid fats because it's like too burdening on your liver. But like you said, you need fats to for your body to function and nourish those cells that make up your body and your tissues mm-hmm. right so trying to advocate for like eating more of that without being in fear that it's going to make you feel worse because it's right worse. like science has shown us that your your body needs fats right exactly your brain um, yeah.
0: your hormones everything but hormones, especially like yeah. just your cells itself like all your cells but also your skin cells they're made of a lipid bilayer on the outside. It's a fatty layer. So if you don't have that intact, you know, with the fat that you're eating from your diet, then not going to be a healthy cell. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so what in your community, like what are some of the things that you specifically work on in terms of um, mindset and lifestyle kind of changes for people?
1: Yeah. So, um, I think a lot of it comes down to the trust, trusting themselves in their journey when things are tough. And I think that's the hardest because Mm -hmm. for eczema, it's like there, a lot of my clients are doing their best to heal, but because the skin is the last organ to heal, um, it's hard to see results fast. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And results don't usually happen fast for I mean, it can, some people do really well in like a couple of weeks and start to feel better. But I think the challenge with mindset is like they are, they're doing the things right, right? Like the supplements, the, the, the managing the stress, but they're just not seeing it on their skin. Right. Um, and so it's like this constant reminder as a coach that, you know, like you are healing um, inside out. It's just, unfortunately, the skin is the last to heal. And so just because your skin isn't healing doesn't mean you aren't. Right. And, and working on those limiting beliefs, I think is a big one too. And, and, and changing the word, what healing means to my clients is a big one too. Um, Cause sometimes what they'll think is like healing only mean like you're only healing if your skin heals. Right. Like that's not true. Right. Because the things you're doing, like you're, you're supporting your body with like nutrition and diet and supplements, like they are healing you. You're just not seeing it yet, but it's not, right. it's not working. Right. So yeah those kind of mindset, sh- uh, set shifts, um, along with like, I think another thing that's not often talked about is like the way they like view themselves as a warrior. A lot of times because of having like physical flare ups, like there's a lot of low self-confidence and low self-love mm-hmm. and making their, their eczema mean something about them. So a lot of the times with, with mindset coaching, it's like, Changing the way that they see themselves and not making their eczema about them is a big piece to healing too. For and sure, them break through that and notice and learn that you know, loving your body and you're not your own skin, right? There's nobody else judging you but yourself, kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and working those those uh, working through those things has been a big game changer for a lot of people because they start to see notice breakthroughs like, wow, like I was really speaking my to myself not in a good way, and you know, now I know like how to love yeah. ourselves better. To,
0: I think that's so critical, especially for women. You know, we grow up in the society of like diet culture and like these women who are like airbrushed and look perfect in magazines. But first of all, that's not the reality. Like no one looks that perfect. And second of all, it kind of forces us, I mean, our culture in general, not just the media, like forces us to fixate on our looks rather than our worth as an individual it's like all the different you know pieces that make us who we are and and value as a person uh we don't recognize that or focus on that as much as we kind of fixate on the outside on beauty and appearance
1: yeah just like instagram and like (laughs) watching videos where you see like this image of people like with like bikini bodies and stuff like that like, like you said it's not it's not real right like there's that's just like what social media has shown us, and it makes it hard for a lot of people, and that's where the stress comes from too, right? Because we have this like harsh expectation on ourselves to like look that way and to have our skin mm-hmm. be that way too, right? But yeah, I don't have perfect skin. I have eczema yeah. flare ups here and there, and it's you know nobody does have perfect. Exactly, skin, perfect I'm health, still getting right? acne as an adult. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's life, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's just like it's okay. It's
0: yeah, fine. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, I think that's so important because that self-worth piece, it's, it's huge, especially for women and and especially if they're a mom, for example, like these people that look perfect in these fitness competitions and stuff like that's their 24-7 job. That's what they do. If you're a mom and you're working and you're a caregiver to your aging parents and you have all these responsibilities. Of course, you don't have nearly as much time to take care of yourself. So we need to like recognize that and, and first of all, like celebrate how much these women are accomplishing in their daily life but also recognize that like, you can't expect yourself to look like this kind of person or even to heal as fast as someone who doesn't have all those responsibilities. Mm. So maybe someone who's not working and maybe they're on disability or whatever, and they just happen to have more time
1: on their hands to
0: to do more self-care. Maybe they're going to heal a bit faster, but you can't compare yourself to them. Right.
1: Exactly. Ah, and, and there's sure. one thing that I've, uh, I've heard too, where it's like, you can't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 20. Oh, it's like, like, a, it's, like <laughs> it's like a business thing, but I think it applies to like life in general. Yeah, Right. You could be year one of healing, starting your healing journey, but you can't compare yourself to someone who's been doing it for 20 years. Cause they're just that much more experienced.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: and then start um, detaching yourself from like the comparison game. It's hard because like you see it over social media, but that's really the key to to focusing on yourself and 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 do the true healing.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about uh eczema healing journeys or what
1: you've or what you've been working on with your clients? You can find me on Instagram. I'm on there pretty much like 24/7. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on stories and I and I post regularly on 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 eczema and giving tips for people. So my Instagram handle is juliachan.ca Um I'm also on YouTube as well. Been kind of been taking a break from YouTube videos, but you can also find me there. Um, as well. Amazing.
0: And what's your program call that you're uh, launching right now? It's called Clear Eczema. Amazing. Yeah. So we'll we'll, uh, share some links to those uh, in the show notes. And uh, thank you again, Julia, for joining me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Holly. Those of you who are listening and, and you're either starting out in your journey or later in your journey, really just like, Take it one day at a time and, and don't overwhelm yourself with like all these things you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, ask for help if you've been been stuck for a while by yourself, because sometimes, you know, having a second pair of eyes on like what you're doing and getting that expertise can really be a game changer for a lot of people. Um, and then just just kind of trust the journey and and kind of take it one day at a time. Thanks for tuning in today,
0: guys. Hey, if you have 30 seconds to spare, if you could leave me a rating and review in your podcast app, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps women just like you discover my podcast and start their own healing journey. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you next week.